Good day everyone and welcome to Wealth Radio. Growing wealth made easy. My name is JM Kinao and here's another episode of Wealth Watchers where we do a lightning round of five relevant questions to help you better understand how the month's market movements impact your investments. Today, we are joined again by our regular source of the month's highlights, Mr. Daz Mercado, an investment analyst here at BPI AMTC. Hi, Daz. How are you today? Hi, JM. Uh, I'm good. Thanks again for having me today. We're glad to have you back, Daz. All right. So, you know the drill. I'll just fire away with our questions. Let's start. First question. What's the biggest development that happened in April? Sure, JM. Uh, this development started in March, but is still relevant today, which is the surge in COVID-19 cases locally and the re-imposition of stricter lockdown measures in the NCR Plus or the Greater Manila area. So initially, we had two weeks of enhanced community quarantine or ECQ, and then currently we are still under the modified enhanced community quarantine or MECQ. Mm, yeah, yeah, right. Maybe just to add, Daz, I saw recently that the MSEQ in NCR Plus was extended, I think until May 14. Mm-hmm. And new curfew hours will be implemented starting May 1, which is from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. So, Daz, the question that we have is, What's the impact of all these lockdown measures into the economy? Definitely, this will have a negative impact to the economy. As you can imagine, these lockdown measures limit our movements and ultimately economic activity as well. So one of the things we'll look at at, uh, to assess the impact of these lockdown measures is through the mobility data from Apple and Google. So these companies generate data on how many people are driving or let's say how many people are in malls or workplaces, etc. So let me just highlight the data from Google. So according to Google, in the first week of April, or when we had the ECQ recently, the number of people in retail and recreation areas, like in the malls, were down by 55% versus pre-COVID levels. So for example, in SM North EDSA, foot traffic pre-COVID was 500,000 daily. In the first week of April, it's probably just around 225,000. So equivalent to the negative 55%. So this ECQ in 2021 is significantly different than the ECQ that we had in 2020. Back then, mobility was down by as much as 80%. Of course, we are more prepared now. We were more accustomed with these lockdown measures now we know what to do during ECQ. That's why the situation was better this year compared to last year. Then fast forward to today, the same data is showing a negative 40% level, which basically means we are back to our activity levels in January of 2021 or before the recent surge in COVID cases. Wow, nice. Very interesting data, does. But will this recent dip in mobility drag our economy growth prospects? Yes, of course. At the start of the year, we forecasted GDP to recover by 5.8% in 2021 on our expectations of improvement in mobility. And as you know, thanks to worse, we had a recent surge in COVID cases and the imposition of lockdowns. Yeah. Albeit the impact is less than the ECQ in 2020, there are still downside risks to our forecasts. So locally, what worries us 
is the current hospital utilization uh, rate. At, as of April 28, 71% of ICU beds were occupied, considered as high risk based on DOH risk classification. However, to some extent, situation has already improved uh, from April 14 when 88% of ICU beds were occupied. So fundamentally, in terms of economic impact, household spending, which accounts for a big part of our economy, will be challenged. More than the physical limitations in spending, because we can't go out freely, so the fear of contracting the virus while hospital capacities are near full, the fear of potential hospital bills and not being able to work for at least two weeks when you get infected. So these can potentially temper consumer sentiment and limit spending. So that's on uh, household spending. Likewise, uh, for businesses, businesses may remain conservative in 2021 due to changing quarantine restrictions as COVID-19 situation develops. Of course, we are still in the middle of this crisis and we, we see other countries like India also having a hard time now. So under the current situation, especially in the NCR Plus where we don't know if after May 14 we'll be under MECQ or GCQ or maybe even ECQ. So it's difficult for businesses to estimate both their sales demand and production capacities. And with this, businesses may turn conservative by minimizing production, inventory levels, and delay expansion plans. So overall, COVID-19 may continue to drag consumer and business confidence, which affects our spending patterns and ultimately the economy. Yeah, wow. Thanks, Das, for that very comprehensive answer. Now, what we want to know is what's the impact of all of this to our investments? So let me focus my answer um, on, on the stock market. In 2021, while most country stock indices rose, the PSEI declined. So the global benchmark, the MSCI World Equity Index, which represents international equities, rose by around 10% year-to-date. Meanwhile, the PSEI declined by 8 to 10% year-to-date. So the reasons why the PSEI did not do as well as the global benchmark are number one, COVID-19 situation locally, number two, delay in vaccine rollouts, and number three, the spike in local inflation to as high as 4.7% in Feb of uh, this year. So at the start of the year, we, we had a constructive view on equities, on expectations of a modest recovery in the economy. But with, with what's happening now, we remain cautiously optimistic that our targets were just pushed back. So does, given that COVID-19 remains to be one of the major drivers in markets, can you share any major global developments on this front? Actually, what gives us hope is the current situation in Israel and in the UK. Mm-hmm. In Israel, 62% of its population is already vaccinated, while for the UK, it's 49%. And in these countries, daily new cases plunge significantly. In Israel, from 8,000 new cases daily in January, now they are down to 100 new cases daily. And in the UK, from 60,000 daily down to 2,000 daily. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the Philippines, it remains to be seen how our vaccination program will progress, but we remain to be hopeful that in the second half of this year, we'll see an acceleration in our vaccination rate. 
as bulk of our vaccine orders, uh, vaccine orders of the public and private sector are expected to come in by that time. So the combination of efforts of uh, from both public and private sector can potentially accelerate our vaccination program. But uh, in addition to this, uh, what's also important is we continue implementing health protocols until almost everyone is vaccinated. So we have other countries like Chile, where infections uh, still surge despite having 42% of its population vaccinated. So both uh, the vaccination program and the implementation of health protocols are necessary for us to see the end of this pandemic. Mm, right. Thanks for that, Das. So the Philippines still has a long runway ahead as only around uh, like 1.5% of our population is vaccinated, right? But mm-hmm. as you said, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And with all the, th- the things considered and to conclude our discussion, how did these developments affect your outlook on the Philippine market? Sure. So in 2021, uh, we are cautiously optimistic that the index has the capacity to recover. We expect volatility to continue and the index to move sideways until such time that we see significant progress in our vaccine rollout. But at the same time, we are cognizant of the risks of continued elevated infection rates because of various mutations that are happening globally. But overall, there's really uncertainty in corporate earnings. And that's because we are in the middle of a crisis now. But once we get past this, investor sentiment will likely improve and hopefully we'll see the index reaching higher levels. Mm-hmm. So we think the current index level is a good level to buy in or add positions for investors who can wait out this crisis. In the next two or three years, there's higher probability that we'll be able to control COVID. And if that happens, expectations of economic recovery will be more firm, corporate earnings recovery will be more visible, and this can potentially reflect in better stock prices in our local market. Uh, Yeah, so there you have it. Five questions answered. Thanks again, Daz, for obliging us again with your take on the local market. Thanks, JM. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Right. So I hope our listeners were able to gain valuable information from this recap. If you have questions or want to know more about any of our funds, send us an email at bpi underscore asset underscore management at bpi.com.ph. Again, this is JM Kinau and please follow us again next month for our market recap in Wealth Watchers. Thanks for tuning in to Wealth Radio. Growing wealth made easy. BPA Asset Management and Trust Corporation is regulated by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas.